So we are uh, we have been studying Exodus for a while, but we're breaking uh, just for today and next week to follow along with the lectionary. Uh, And we find ourselves in the book of Psalms, chapter 31. I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. I hate those who worship, worship, worship worthless idols. I trust in the Lord. I am overcome with joy because of your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles and you care about the anguish of my soul. You've not handed me over to my enemy, but you have set me in a safe place. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. My sight is blurred because of my tears. My body and soul are withering away. I am dying from grief. My tears are shortened by sadness. Misery has drained my strength. I I am wasting away from within. I am scorned by all my enemies and despised by my neighbors. Even my friends are afraid to come near me. When they see me on the street, they turn the other way. I have been ignored as if I were dead, as if I were a broken pot. I have heard the many rumors about me, and I am surrounded by terror. My enemies conspire against me, plotting to take my life. You ever have one of those days? Wow, right? Well, that, now, that's a day. Uh, this psalm is attributed to David, and um, if you hear these words, this is just this anguish that is pouring out of him. This utter despair and loss. If you will, just let your imagination take you. If you you know a little bit about the story of of David, let your imagination take you into what's going on in his life at this moment. Think about this. Have you ever been in a place where no matter where you go, people are against you? No matter what you say, they turn it around. They want you dead. Even your friends, as you walk along the street, see you and turn and go the other way. Have you ever been in a place so utterly lost, full of sorrow, anguish, grief? These words are so beautifully painful. I'm withering away. Misery has drained my strength. If you read these words and you remember some of the things that Jesus says during this week, he's pulling from here, pulls from a few different places, but this is one of the spots that he brings. Jesus, as he enters into Jerusalem and he goes through the events of this week, he sits down and he has a supper with his disciples and then he is arrested He goes through this garden right before he goes into the garden right before this. And he's just utterly lost in grief and anguish and misery has taken his strength. Yeah, this is Palm Sunday. This the the day that we celebrate this triumphal entry is what we call it. The triumphal entry. And we celebrate it by doing what we do every year. And around the, the country, I'm sure this happens, that kids come through the worship space with their palm fronds, their palm branches, and they wave them around. And it's just one of those things that you just light up when you see this. They go through the sanctuary first, and then they come into here. And, and it's always great. They do it at both services. And um, parents sit in different spots than they normally do because they want to get on the aisles to 
there's somebody took a picture over here because I saw a flash go off perfectly. Okay. It's awesome. This is what we do, right? It's like, here comes my kid, Debbie Chesney at the first service was just like paparazzi up front row. She's like, it's awesome. You know, it's such a great experience to see my favorite. There's two, two types of kid that walks through here that I just love because I get them. Um, the first group is there wasn't in the 11 o'clock as much. So in the nine 30 are like the fifth graders. They're forced into walking and they come through and they have their palm branch. You're like, it's the worst thing ever. I can't believe mom made me come to Sunday school today. We are so going to Denny's and getting a grand slam after this. Can't stand it. And then my other favorite is the kid who's walking with the palm branch and the child in front of him. He's like, because what else are you going to do? Right? I mean, you're little, you have a weapon. And you are going to start waving it around and hitting people. Awesome. It, it is just one of those moments that, that Palm Sunday, we kind of just go, yay, it's great. Here come the children. But then we heard the words that we read from the gospel. That gospel message of what was going on that, that Heather and Lawrence did. And, and we realized, one, that, that Jesus did indeed have a British accent. <laughs> the History Channel apparently got it right. Um, he wasn't faking either. That is his normal speaking voice. Um, but two, if you listen to that, if you go back and you read the biblical account of the triumphal entry, we've got it so wrong. We just really don't think of it the right way. When Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, okay, it's the Passover, right? So, so the, the population of Jerusalem is just swelled. Because people from all over are coming into the city to celebrate Passover. This is what you do. It's one of the three big festivals of the year. They come to Jerusalem. The population goes from like really small to like millions in a few days. So when Jesus comes in, there are people lining the streets, sleeping anywhere they can sleep. Because this is what you do on Passover. You come to Jerusalem. And here comes Jesus coming in to Jerusalem, this triumphal entry. And what do they do? They begin to lay cloaks on the ground. They begin to wave these palm branches and they shout, Hosanna! God save us! Now we've talked about this in years past of what they're really saying. If you know a little bit more of the backstory, you know that what this looks like is after the Maccabean War. When, um, when, when the Jews were utterly lost and, and it was over for them. But the Maccabeans rise up and they rebel and they bring freedom to the people of Israel. One of the generals, the Maccabee, comes into Jerusalem the very same way. And they are celebrating his triumphal military victory. So when Jesus comes in this way, the people that are there think of that general. And they're like, here comes a military leader to end the oppression of the Romans. Let's get it on. Here we go. Here comes this, this leader. And they're like, God, save us. Bring your force. and Deliver us from this oppression. And what is Jesus' reaction? You're missing the point. And one of the gospel accounts, it says that he weeps. Because they don't get it. I'm coming to to end oppression, yes, but I'm doing it through submission. 
I'm doing it through submitting to the Father's will. I'm coming to end this oppression by giving my life. He knows what's going to happen. If you think about it, what these people that are shouting, Hosanna, 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 five days later, what are they shouting? Crucify him, crucify him. They went from shouting as he is the military victor leader coming in to end all oppression to immediately when he doesn't act the way he should. Crucify him. Get rid of him. And Jesus is just waiting. They don't get it. I'm coming to bring victory, yes, but it is in my way. And he's just lost in his hurt and pain and anguish. And he goes into the garden a little bit later and he's just crying out to God. There's this image that um, was brought up in the pastor's meeting this week that Daryl brought. And he talked about throwing dishes. And where he went with this is there are some people of different nationalities that have a very big personality. They're very passionate about life. Uh, when they get in um, to wonderful arguments about love, it's passionate. When they get into wonderful arguments about arguing, it's passionate. And what do they do a lot of times? Throw dishes at each other, right? You've all kind of seen this. You all have an image maybe in your mind of people just yelling. And, you know, we talked about it backstage, how the girls are like, well, I throw dishes at my husband all the time um, type stuff. And then Heather goes, I like my dishes too much. Uh, so I, Sorry, Ben. It's not about you, dude. It's about the plates. Uh, so and it's one of those things that, you know, just throwing dishes and this image of being in a room with someone you love and throwing these dishes at them and then shattering just this explosive. You know, you take a dish and you just the styrofoam. I wonder how cool if it was China, but they wouldn't let me do that. Um, but this just passionate thing. Now, the, the, the deal about this is, is that when you, you're staying in this kitchen and in this argument, you're not leaving the kitchen. Because to leave is to give up. But to stay in the room is to fight. So we have this relationship with God that we find ourselves in these moments of utter anguish, of, of just desperation. And what God longs for us to do is to pick up a plate and chunk it at him. God wants us to have a chunk in China kind of relationship. That we go into the kitchen with them and we're throwing stuff at them. Why? Some of you are offended by this. Some of you are scared by this. But here's the thing. When you stop throwing these dishes, you've given up on God. When you stop engaging, you give up. Because when I'm in the kitchen and I'm throwing dishes, it means that God can act. God, you can bring me out of this time of darkness. Do it. You can make my daughter talk. Do it. There are these moments in our life where we find ourselves at utter times of despair. And what God longs for us to do is to have a relationship where we stand in the kitchen and show him. I was going to say chunk China, but it lost on it there. I was going too fast. My brain was going way ahead. Where we stand in the kitchen and we throw China at him where we stand in the kitchen and we engage with him and we believe that he is going to move because he can move. That's the type of relationship that David has because if you follow along with this, 
he says, but I am trusting you, O Lord, saying, you are my God. My future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down relentlessly. Let your favor shine on your servant and your unfailing love save me. Do not let me be disgraced, O Lord, for I call out to you for help. Let the wicked be disgraced. Let them lie silent in the grave. May their lying lips be silenced. Those proud and arrogant lips that accuse the godly. Your goodness is so great. And he goes on to say at the very end of this, so be strong and take courage. All you who put your hope in the Lord. So be strong. So stay in the kitchen and throw China. So stay in there and believe that he will move. Now the problem with the church a lot of times is we really skate over this. And we say, we read through these Psalms. And in these Psalms you have this opening where it talks about how great God is. And then it goes into the utter despair and the anguish and the anger at God. And then it comes out at the other end going, but God is great. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to Luby's. It's not always that easy. It doesn't always happen in 24 verses. Our times of darkness don't always end that quickly. Oh, if they would. But they don't. And so we find ourselves with a choice. In this state of darkness, do we give up? Or do we stay in there and say, it, it's not good right now. But I'm going to stay in. And I'm going to throw dishes. It's not going well right now. But I'm going to go up to San Marcos and go to Pottery Barn Outlet and buy me a truck full of dishes. Because we're going to work this out, God. Because I believe you can move. I believe you can do this. So I'm going to be strong. And have hope. Because you are Lord. This, I believe, is the mindset that Jesus had as he goes into this week. This, I believe, is the mindset that David has as he goes through his life and and the way that he was ushered up into kingdomship. This is how we need to operate. In a mindset that it doesn't always go our way and sometimes it's a long time before we see that light. But God wants us to throw those dishes. God wants us to stay in there and to fight for our relationship with him. If you find yourself in a place of darkness and you're holding a cup right now, but you just can't muster the strength to throw it against the wall. Let us be your Aaron. Let us be your her. Let us be the ones who come alongside of you and lift your arm and follow through. Don't give up. Don't give up. Stay in the kitchen. Because God moves. Don't believe me? Come back next week. Let us pray. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for loving us more than we could imagine. God, so often we find ourselves relying on our own strength. We find ourselves lost in a time of darkness and believing that we either can find our way out of it or or we've just given up. God, help us to understand that our strength is found in you.
our hope is found in you. God, help us to understand that as we stay in this kitchen and toss dishes at you, that it means that we love you, we believe you, we hope in you, and we know that you will come through. If we find ourselves in that place of darkness, Lord, and we just can't, can no longer throw, help us to be surrounded by those people who can help us, who can carry us, who can move us forward into that time when you decide to move. God, we thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.